Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a fresh new episode of Missing Curfew. I'm Shane O'Brien, as always, coming to you from Action Park Media Studios in Beverly Hills with my right-hand man, William Scotty Upshaw. Fresh off a nice ride up the 405 <laughs> with you, fella. Fella, that is a fucking nice-looking jacket you got on there. I'm feeling good. It feels like a Friday for me here. That's a National League jacket. I used to wear this in Hollywood, but You used to rock that hide a few times, didn't you? Sure did. Captain Connolly, as always, in the booth. What's up, fellas? Good to see you. Everybody looking good, getting ready for the holidays. What's up, Broadway? Holiday cons. Broadway, Jimmy Scoop Hayes with the gear on, with the merch. What's up, baby? Oh, yeah. Uh, Broadway's been having some um, all-pro days here in Boston. I got back on the ice with all the local guys skating here. And, oh, was, I appreciate a defenseman because today we were light on the defenseman, so I took a couple reps. These guys can fucking fly. I don't know how you control a gap with those guys. I mean, it's listen, impressive how you I, can do it, Opes. Yeah, my my gap control was never one of my strong points to begin with in the National Hockey League. But nowadays, my gap control, I would be just holding the dots, being like, eventually they have to come this way. But as a defenseman, every coach would say, work on your fucking gap control. And as a forward, you realize it's not that fucking easy, is it, Broadway? No, it's not. And then when defending a two-on-one, Obes, are you taking shooter? Are you giving that to the goalie? Like, that's a tough play. I was going long body a lot, but a couple sauces almost took my teeth out, so I stopped going. I can call this. 100% he lets the fucking shot come. You're always looking at that pass. I'm going fucking taking away the far post. The goalie's making eight bananas easy if they score. <laughs> Short side on Roberto Luongo. That's Bobby Lou's fault, not mine. That's you always him, take baby. the fuck. I remember a real quick story. Bob Hartley, I fucking hate, as you boys know. <laughs> He's like, you have to slide on two-on-ones. You have to slide. So it'd you be, gotta slide, six. It'd you be gotta, gotta slide. slide. So it'd be fucking 9.30 at the Saddle Dome. It's freezing fucking cold. First drill, we're doing two-on-ones, and all our demon are sliding on these fucking two-on-ones i'm like this is not fucking national like i'm going to geo and wide and i'm like boys i get it in a game we slide at 9 3 in the morning at the saddle dome let's just let the boys feel the puck a bit here i don't know if that's ever been a thing i, I don't ever remember a d coach telling their guys to slide but now that i think about it that giordano's down on his fucking belly the whole game the whole time like they, they bob hartley the you, ha you had to do it under bob hartley. i'd fucking give the shimmy shake a guy goes down too early yeah, you pull it you fucking you. pull it back into your feet and then just rip one high titty. yeah that's a good point actually i used to say like because i <laughs> I was playing against the third and fourth line, so I'm like, for me, it's probably a good idea, but if you slide too early on Sid the Kid or Scotty Upshaw, he'll fucking yeah, toe drag. Or the, tallest, or the tallest Broadway Jimmy Hayes. Oh, that thing is dangerous. Hazy, hats off to you for fucking skating right now. Actually, I was on the say, did you skate today? Bro? Crazy. Yeah, I skated this morning. I skated wow. yesterday, twice last week. I'm out there. I'm flying. Last week was actually hilarious. It was my first skate. My brother's like, I'm going to ISO cam you the whole time. First drill <laughs> to two on one. I'm nervous. 
backdoor sauce to happen. Everyone goes nuts on the ice. I was like, fuck, okay, <laughs> Listen, it. maybe a comeback is in the works. Hazy, how many guys need to get COVID this year for you to make a comeback? <laughs> I think I think if the Bruins were looking at it, I think the whole AHL team would have to hit with the COVID and yeah. get a chance. Well, totally. If you're playing in any of these like little uh, the, the cities where they're going to fucking dice up, you know, or they're going to play in, whatever. And you're just this call-in guy. You've been skating Veteran with the presence. boys. Fucking your elbows are high. Your stick's high. You're ready to fucking go. I mean, that's... Oh. And I'm tipping the scale like I was in Florida. I was like, I'm 240 right now. Like when I was at Boston, wow. I was like 211. So I'm I'm a heavy body right now. I don't know if the speed's there, but the corner protection's there. How are the fucking groins and hip flexors? Are they barking or what? Because, geez. Last week, it was a solid three days of recovery on those hip flexors. Those things were killing me. I felt like I played a back-to-back-to-back game. Me and Obes are stepping on the ice tomorrow, actually. Wait a second. Why? We are fucking going question, out. Cons. You look, you look pumped, Obes. I'm is not a, exactly fired up about it. Is it, it for charity or something? content day tomorrow. We are shooting some content for Missing Curfew merch. Obviously, Hazy, you're on the East Coast. You can't join us. So been, I think we're going to bring flowers out. Maybe try to... I'm going to rough him up if he comes out. So this sure. just all... I'd be happy this. to stand behind the bench and drop a few plays like we did in that charity game. Yeah, well, it's, it's, funny, <laughs> it's funny you say that, Cons, because we can't quite mention it yet, but we had a conversation meeting up on the way up about something that we want to do in the new year. And uh, it involves you behind the bench again. We'll leave it at that. But so this just all fell in our lap. One of our uh, one of our good friends, Todd Pickup. He uh, big hotel. Yeah, Pickup. He's hotel a hotel guy. So the the Paseo Hotel in Huntington Beach has built an outdoor rink, pretty much right fucking on the sand, like right on the Pacific Coast Highway, right on the sand. So yeah. uh, we should a, have a charity game. It's small though. It's fucking not not too much bigger than this room. I don't know. Is it? See, over? that's why he's our co- that's why he's our coach because he's on the same fucking page. Hey, Hazy, this ice sheet. If this was real life, if this was real life, I could play fucking for thirty years. <laughs> it's just the size. It's the size of the studio. It's well, just man, like, you can't do that. We're gonna, no, no, listen. We're, we're we are gonna, gonna go out there tomorrow. And we're gonna fucking kick the shit out of flowers. So that's our plan. Yeah, it's a cool. It's, it's right on the PCH in Huntington. So you're overlooking the ocean with the palm trees. We're going to get out there and see if we can, you know, get some content for our merchandise and see if we can still maybe make a tape to taper. But what do you think about bring Broadway out? What do you think about a charity game? What if you guys challenge like Stoli and a few of well, those guys? It's funny you said that because we, should we say it right now? Yeah, well, I it. know we got this in the books. We got, we were cons. It's off air though. We got to go off air. All right, or we'll go you, off air with it. We'll go off air with it. I, I or we go it. on air. Okay, do you want to say it right on now? Three, we want to challenge. Who do you want to fucking challenge? Spit and chicklets. Spit and chicklets. Fuck them. Let's go. Charity game, we boys. We want to fucking You guys will get hey, crushed. We, we, hey, we biz. Want, you biz. Hey, R.A. Let's R-A. fucking go. Let's fucking go, That's boys. That's hilarious. Missing <laughs> curfew versus spit and chicklets. I mean. Kevin Colley behind the bench and missing curfew. Let's fucking rock. And then we get to pick like seven other either ex or current players. Depending on the time, if it's in the summer, of course we can get current players. I think you get oh, not yes. current players. Non-current. I think Biz and you know, I think I think we got to grab Stoli on our squad. Stoli's on Biz our squad. On Stoli's on our squad. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, we could get a hell of a lot of players. The Spin Chicklets get some players in Boston, but I still think we'd fucking kill them to be honest. Well, it's gonna be a yeah. It's, I don't know. Wit's is good, right? Fuck that. We're gonna kill him. It's That's gonna right. be we'll a kill him. It'll be a I'm spotting him three goals right now. That well, would be the line. Not only that, but Broadway is actively skating. He's the most active player. He's a, he's our game one starter. He's our ace in the hole. Fucking Jimmy Scoops. Stay off. Hey, hey Scoops. Stay Keep off, skating, Scoops. Stay off the sauce, buddy. Stay off the sauce. Actually, there's no drug testing, right? Fuck, no, no drug, drug testing. No drug testing. Okay, Keep on the sauce. Who else could possibly play? Because I don't think you want to do. Well, I don't we think got, you want to do players. We got Lupul, Kanopka, Peronto, Penner, Stoll. 
I um, like that team. Right Sheldon Suray, we got. I'm going out and saying, we'll bring Russ Cordell out of the fucking archives. Who, oh, yeah, who do we put coming. in the net for that? I said I said our boy Matt Gell, Andy McLaughlin, but but by oh, the Oh, that's a great goal. He stoned me in a charity game. I, I don't I think that was my last goal in Boston. I didn't score after that fucking save he made on me. We got Mike Richards, Daniel Carcillo. Richards ain't coming out every time. Richards is coming down for him. He's coming <laughs> down. By the way, we'll this ask is, him today. We'll by the way, today. it would be a great idea, and I bet you we could raise a yeah. shit ton of money. And that for was charity. the thing too, Kevin. A shit ton of money. Yeah, 100%. a lot of money for charity, and it would just be fun and It'd be fun to sit in the dressing room with you boys again. Fucking That's the best part of the whole skate and the banter in the locker room. We hot stove it for like 20 minutes after the skate every day. You get that suit and tie ready to fucking rock, Carly, all right? We yeah, need to- I got robbed <laughs> last time. We, we, had a, we had a bad payroll. Wow, we were under, we were under that band, was the underpaid. Lockout, right? That was during the lockout. Collins was the coach. Yeah, anytime me and Richardson were your best players, you're probably not going to win that game. Hey, Broadway, you know Matt Molson, right? Yep. So Matt Molson was on the team, and the, these guys think I'm being favorable to him because oh, he's on the Islanders. <laughs> he's turning pucks over and shit. Like I'm like I'm looking at Connor. Any like, other coach would have benched him already. Oh, oh, right, right. I'm all Obi's like, hey, Cons, I think it's time to shorten the bench. I'm like, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I said, hey, quit you just playing. gave him a long leash, eh, Cons? Quit playing the guy in the Islanders gear. He's fucking costing us here. <laughs> I was like, look, we're out here. Let's try to win this fucking thing. We're out here anyway. I almost had a we fuck, got killed. I almost had a jammer. I'm playing forward on Richardson's line. I'm like, Cons, put me with Richardson. I've got the furnace face going. I'm going like I'm you trying, played your guts out. I'm trying as hard as I could to win. I scored a goal. Richie scored a goal, but we came up short. That's an all beauty team right there. Fucking Sheldon Surrey. Fucking they had a bunch of guys. I that can't remember. Dustin teams. Brown, Kopitar. I'm like. These payrolls don't really add up here. Like, so are you guys <laughs> are you guys officially challenging spitting chicklets? Well, I guess so. To, uh, yeah, yeah, well, it's just it, funny it, that we 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 it was an idea about, this was an morning, idea and now we're full on challenging me over air. Yeah. I love it. I think for charity, it'd be great. It'd be fun and fuck. It'd be fun to get. I, would, I, would I don't put, know. Wit's pretty good still, probably right. I'll nah, go right, he's I'll a go right now. I don't know how those ankles are holding up for Wit. I'm not sure how many shifts he's gonna take. Do we go full gear or just full gear? Full gear? No shoulder pads. Oh, right. No shoulder no pads. Full, I don't want to wear shoulders. We'll get nice missing When I retired, fucking... I said I'm never wearing shoulder pads again. No. Not a chance. No. No shoulders. <laughs> no shoulders, no visors. Let's just right, go out there also and play. Too, I mean, like, obviously no hitting, right? Like, well, you can run I, a guy out. I ain't wearing a bucket in warm-up, so. No, we'll be... Yeah, we have a nice, we got to have a warm-up, so we go out there and get the hair flowing. I'm going to get a fresh haircut for that game. <laughs> Even though this guy on Instagram absolutely ripped me up this week, boys, because told me I put dippy do in my hair. Told me I was a fucking phony. Pigeon. Pigeon. Yeah. Oh, a cup, <laughs> oh of co- cup of coffee in the NHL. I, I don't know who he was. I said, buddy. It's, 500 it's, games is a cup of coffee now? I messaged him. It's tea tree shaping cream I put in there. You might want to fucking check it out. So I think your hair looks good, bro. Ah, gel haters. Acons, as you would say. But I, I blocked him. So he must, he must have hurt me a bit because I did block him from missing curfew. Suck it, bud. Boys, I'm back drinking beer here in the morning. Feels yeah, good. what are those? Fucking, I have looks no like idea. Orange they, juice. They, they're called something. It says good beer every time. So um, people send stuff to the studio. That's not a. That's a, not an ad read. That's actually a free ad read. No, um, no, I never did mention the name. Guy. It's not and that by good. By the enough. way, plug his beer, and maybe maybe they end up buying. But uh, that okay. guy's a big big time director. We'll plug it then. The, it's the original. Oh yeah, M special. special. M special. M special. Brewed in California, American Lager. How is it, Ups? Oh, it's fucking delicious. How many could you drink? <laughs> could you drink and a- this is not an official ad read. Just yeah, want to put that out there. Could you drink a dozen of them? Oh, I'm on my way. <laughs> we got a big day All right. here, so. That was awesome. So, uh, Spin Checklist Boys, something to talk about. Get in touch with our Captain Collie. Maybe For charity. Charity pickup game. What a fucking shaker that would be after. That would be a hell of a shaker. We got to do something here real quick for one of our really good buddies who has been a great friend of the pod. Up, Javi. Javi. Javi Colum- Columbi? Is that his last so, yeah. name? I don't know. Javier. Javier. Um, 
He's done a great job, and he's got these golf balls that we use, cut golf up. You just touch on them a bit for our listeners. There's guys up there that don't want to pay $6 a ball for Pro Vs. These cut golf balls, they're pretty legit. They're, they're, pretty, I mean, they're, they're nasty. If, if you don't mind uh, a soft touch around the greens and a little distance off the tee, but you don't want to spend the you know the $20 on a dozen of bar or yeah, a three-pack of Pro Vs. Nothing worse than putting a Pro V in the water. Well, I like to throw them up and whack them with my putter. So yeah, you're if, good at that. if you're that type of guy, when you, when you three putt, um, these might be your balls, but yeah, cut golf balls. Uh, I know it's the holidays and uh, a lot of guys may be looking for some stocking stuffers. So uh, we're doing him a big fave. He's created our logo. He's did our website. He's a great dude. And uh, yeah, we're going to pump that up for him and, and touch on that. Um, you maybe get, be able to get some cut golf balls with the missing curfew logo on that. Is that yeah, true? Yeah. yeah I think he's going to do Ooh. that. Up. Yeah. So basically it's a pro V just half the price, all the, you know, you can fucking pink. You he's got all kinds balls, of different all colors. colors. Get some for your ladies. Yeah. Cut. Uppy, golf can you balls. pound these balls off the tee? Are these things traveling? I pound any ball off the tee, Hazy. <laughs> you pound Uppy, anything in general. Uppy, Ass, Uppy, Uppy, I'm putting this ball places. No one's he's been at farther right than now. I've ever remembered. Wow. And I think it has to do a little bit with, because you're not playing hockey anymore. You're not training in the off season. You're, you're freaking lean and mean, and you're just getting your hips through. Shakira, Shakira, the lean hips and don't mean. lie. Fuck and you're fucking hitting it places. I'm like, <laughs> I, I see it. And I, I'm a bunter. I hit it like 275, maybe if I get it. And Uppy's hitting it Broadway like 340. I'm not even lying. Come on. I'm not lying, cons. 340? Cons. 340. Ooh. That's getting the hips through. Yeah, it's but, up there. I'll tell you what, he can't fucking chip. Same as Tiger. want to some money off up. With those chip soft hands up, that's I shocking. know. If, I don't know what it is. I got the Tiger yips. <laughs> no, but They're, remember you had that little, like, little Arnie Palmer little shot you had. Yeah, you love it. Every time I hit it, Obi gets hard. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> so cut golf balls, check them out, Javi. And his, his uh, company is Scout underscore there. They put our website together. Yeah, he's a web design guy. He's, he's a web design guy. He loves the golf. He right, loves enough the stroke, enough, enough yeah. stroking. You should have him send some uh, balls to the Action Park office. We can see uh, how they travel are, at Mountain Gate. They're a perfect ball. It'll be good in that. Uh, Cons, you can hit these on things. those tough greens for sure. <laughs> you can hit these things, Cons. Thanks. We'll do a couple giveaways too on our on our Instagram. Follow us with a friend. We'll give you fucking a bunch of golf balls. Yeah. Fucking, they're, oh, they're, they're good balls. Boys. I've used them. They're good. I mean, they go, you can lose them like any other ones, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so, but one world thing I want to touch on with our Captain Connolly in the booth. Last week, Hazy, from your neck of the woods, we were talking about Nesson, the Nesson girls, how they worked their way up the proper way from Nesson to ESPN. Well, I'm not going to mention any names, but we had a fellow Boston, Massachusetts guy slide to our DMs and mentioned that said, hey, Obi, you were right. Two players that I will not name, of course, because that's not our way. Um, have been known for the last couple of years of pounding the Nestons girls, and that's what cost them their job. So, Kevin, I just want to let you know, in the National League, stuff like that does happen. All right. All right. I mean, I'll take you. I have to take uh, If you heard it on Instagram, it's got to be. <laughs> well, I, I so, mean, so there's a couple There's a couple young Boston Bruins just throwing it around. There's a couple of guys, I guess, that were taking a couple of runs of the Nestons girls. And yeah, I've heard, I've heard rumors of a couple of guys, but I, I wanted to give the girls the benefit of the doubt. But now that it's out there. I didn't think they get fire over it, but well, I mean, well, they listen, got fired up. They went to ESPN. And listen, by the way, there's nothing yeah, wrong. I thought they were just graduating. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, unless maybe the player's married, then there's something wrong with it. But if it's a single guy and she's a single girl, like, who cares if she covers the team? What's what's the problem? I never I never understood that through the course of my career. That oh, hey, the you shouldn't try to hook up with the you know the sports that girl. The, well, the ice girls, yeah. <laughs> well, is there yeah. is there a team or is there usually team rules against that sort of stuff, or is it more for them? 
If there were rules for that, they were definitely broken during my tenure. No, well, they, they honestly, they frown upon it, right? They frown they, upon it. And with yeah. the ice girls, they tell you, hey, stay away from the ice girls. But you really need to be near the ice girls. As a single I mean, guy, I was trying to get with the ice girls. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's just, that's the like way it Like opposing was. ice girls or like home ice girls? Well, the home ice girls, and then the, if I could get the Dallas Stars ice girls, I would have tried. <laughs> Dallas, I knew you were going to say Dallas. Dallas. Why it. does Dallas Stars have good ice girls? The hottest ones, and they sat right where you came out, cons. So you walk by them every period. You're like, Jesus. Like, they be stretching and stuff. <laughs> yeah. as you go out, yeah. you're just like, I knew what they were doing. Focus. Chicago focus. had some great ice girls, too. Yeah. Nashville was the best. When I first jumped in as a National Leaguer, these fucking girls, our, our assistant coach at the time, I won't men- mention his names, but you had him, too, a D coach. <laughs> yeah, he loved he loved the, the fucking girls. And he heard at one point, like, Legwan back in the day used to have some team parties. Right. And they'd all come over there. And he heard that I had hooked up with one or whatever, and he'd always just want to, like, hear about it. Yeah. So shout out to that. Yeah, I mean, if you're a single guy and... The girls, like, yeah, they want to hang out. I, I never thought there was anything wrong with it. And obviously, I'm not saying these nesting girls don't work hard. So if I offended anyone out there, I apologize. But I'm just telling you, these girls, yeah, they, they, the boys, they take a runs on them, and they're all having fun. That's all my point was, Broadway. Yeah, 100%. And that's what, like you said, if they're single and they're both single, what's the big deal? Yeah, everyone have a little fun on the road, right? It gets cold those, in Boston. And those lonely nights in you know, Calgary, yeah, maybe. Or, and if it know. came from a, str- a DM from a stranger on Instagram, it's got to be true. It's got to be true. It's got to be true. Boys, into some hockey stuff real quick. Um, I wanted to get your guys' opinion. Apparently, they're starting January 13th. Irish cricket. Irish. Oh, crickets. yeah. Um, if that's you're gonna an happen if, a, Sorry, but yeah. that's going to happen a few times during this show. Yeah, if yeah you're, number two, and we're like six minutes in. I'm impressed, Uppy. <laughs> if you're an RFA right now, Hazy, are you just taking a one-year deal? Or what, what do you think your agent's talking? I mean, in my opinion, I'll go first. If I'm an RFA right now, I'm just taking a one-year deal this year to see what happens. What would you think is going to happen, or what would you do? Um... I think it, it's all age dependent. So like some of those guys that are 24, 25, they sign the one year deal. They're still restricted after it. But if you're 26 and you're going to get to that 27 to get the UFA, then I definitely take a one year deal just to hopefully be able to cash in on my UFA deal the next year. Up dog. If you're, if you're a UFA right now, and obviously great point, if you're one year into a UFA, but I'm talking about these guys that if they sign one year, they're still RFAs the next year. Are you still trying to get a long-term deal? Or are you waiting to see what happens? In this I'd be playing world? the field. Obi. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be sitting back going, you know, who wants me for this year? I'll come in and pump 20 in the back of the net. Yeah, bet on yourself. Give you a good playoff yeah, run. Yeah, you got to gamble on yourself like my little brother did. Got and then paid. when this thing gets sorted out and things get back to normal, um, you know, then, then you find where you want to be for long term and, and you set up shop there. But yeah, if you're, if you're in shape and you're working hard and you, you feel like you're going to go give it, give it your best this year, you take that one-year deal. I agree. Uh, Captain Colin, I got something for you. Mike Hoffman, who was crazy, didn't sign, but obviously for reasons, there's rumors that Long Island is a fit. Uh, Uppy, Broadway, jump in if you want. Cons, is that, I mean, that's a no-brainer if that can happen. You might want to get on the phone with Lou or whoever, answer your phone call and tell him to get Listen, that done. Now that I'm like, uh, you, you know, you could argue that I'm, I'm media. Now I really now yeah. I really have no access. Yeah, now Lou nobody really media. wants to tell me anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, listen, for a one-year deal, why not? See how it works out. You can never go wrong with a one-year deal, but everybody wins on that, assuming that everybody stays healthy, right? Yeah, and for, for me, with Hoffman, the, the, not just because I love you, Cons, but I, and I love Trotsy, but that seems like a good fit. You know, obviously Barcel's still not signed, but 
they had a hard time scoring goals, right? They need a sniper. Not a hard time, but they don't well, have that. Well, that J.G. Peugeot yeah, is, but is good. If you can, can put use Hoffman another. in there. He's in front of the net. You got Pollock just feeding him one tease. Yeah. Someone just got to feed this kid one tease. Yeah. That's that's his spot. It's We've said it before, the Brandon Peary fucking Brandon Peary spot. One tea. Who else is in the mix? I've heard, I've heard Nashville's looking at him. Vancouver. Vancouver. Vancouver Fuck, I hope he go, it, yeah. If he doesn't go to Long New Island. New Jersey's got a ton of cap space, too. Yeah. If he doesn't go to... To Long Island for cons. I hope he goes to Vancouver for our boy Greener because Greener lost a lot of key pieces yeah. in Vancouver after all the hard work he's put in there. You know, hopefully they can. He's going to coach his way right out. Yeah, he's, he's a, a fucking beauty. beauty so, yeah. um, I, I think Hoffman. I think a Long Island would be a great spot for him. Easy. I saw something. It's World Junior time. We definitely have to have a bet between us Canadians and the Americans, but we'll get to that. The Americans, Hazy. I saw on social media we're playing tag. Now, uh, Man. listen, if they think they're going to play tag against the fucking Canadians, they're in for one. So is that something that the USA program does or or what's with the playing tag? I, I think they're just trying to adjust to the no hit in the OHL. You know, that's what <laughs> they got to tag these guys around. But that drill, I think, comes from John Hines, who used to be the USA uh, National Development Team uh, coach. And he coached me in New Jersey. And I had to play tag as a bag skate one time. I'm chasing this Jesper Brad around. Have you guys ever seen this kid skate? I still haven't got him yet. I think I'm still it. But like, it's the worst drill in the world for a big guy like me. All you do is chase these little fuckers around and they just do all their fancy edge work, spin moves, and I can't catch them. So, Uppy, is tag a good – am I just the, the old, I was, am I just the old slow D-man that thinks tag's kind of soft to play or is it actually a oh, I think it's ridiculous. Drill? I think it's yeah, the stupidest no, it's drill. Ridiculous. It's top two worst drills in hockey. Okay. Number one is picket fence. One-on-one -on -one picket fence has to be the worst drill in hockey after a tough loss. And you What's one-on-one -on -one picket fence? When all the guys line up, like you go into the – put the net in the corner and the guys all line up and the puck can't come out and it's just one-on-one -on -one and you just play <laughs> oh, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. just bags you. And they yeah, yeah, yeah. Three or four guys lose their teeth. Everyone's getting – it's the worst drill in hockey. Everyone with broken hand, fucking. That was a high special. Are just a shit show. There's so many bad drills. You know out what? There. What I hated the most, boys, the old Charlie Huddy. So when <laughs> you're in the corner and the forward starts on the one hash and the other D starts on the other hash and we can't turn around forwards to the blue line and you guys just, just cheat hum, and yeah. fucking dust us. <laughs> I two-handed more guys and that fucking drill. I was my worst fucking least favorite drill. The old Charlie Huddy. The one on one down, touch the post, and then back, like oh. chasing the D man when you guys would start cheating. Yeah, yeah. So that's, we, a that's a training could, camp drill. So we could swing out early, right? So you'd have to go to the net, stop, and we would just go. You play, hey, you played in Europe. How funny are some of these drills in Europe that you get I, to go over? I mean, the first morning skate I did in Europe, I, I, it was legitimately a practice. I'm like, we got to play after this? Are you guys fucking nuts? Like, <laughs> it was 45 minutes. I'm like, there was no flow. It was battle drills down low. But yeah, some of the stick handling stuff and. Before the practice starts, the passing and stuff in Europe is it's very different than in North America. Uh, when I was in Ombre last year, I got there and and there was a drill we would do. And I I love my coach. I had gr great Luca, great coach. I know they all listen to the podcast. But this one drill, we'd we'd be at the dots in the neutral zone, and it would be the biggest chaos of anything on the ice you could ever imagine where it's just pass, pass, pass. And I would fuck this shit up all day long. Oh, I can imagine. And I would just start laughing and be like, I can't, I, I cannot remember these fucking drills. These are too, they're, they're crazy. I don't speak Italian. I can't fucking do these drills. I'll just go, uh, I'll he's be on the bench. Actually, titty. Yeah. Can't fucking do these. I'll be fucking inside. Cause it was actually an outdoor rink. It was freezing. Some oh. of these mornings. Fellas, we got a great guest on the line. Two times Stanley cup champion, Olympic gold medalist, Memorial Cup champ. Guys won it all. Fuck. Was Calder it? Cup champ. Calder Cup champ. Mom, I don't even know he played the Memorial Cup. Another one. I don't even know he played the American Probably League. Probably Kenora Beer League champ. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Richards. Richie, Rick, welcome to Mr. Curfew, buddy. Richie. Boys, what's going on? 
Good to be here. Yeah, so we got Captain Collie in the booth, and we know where Kenora, Ontario is, Rich, but the, the captain's always asking about He's like, what's Richie doing up there? I'm like, he's catching monstrous fish. Is what's he, doing. <laughs> he plays golf and catches big fish. I don't know that I get that fish in the boat. Yeah, yeah, it's with the struggle, but yeah, back home, been here uh, pretty much since I retired. We go down to Florida for probably about two, three months every year and a few trips here and there, but this is a home base. We spend most of our time here now. Where exactly is it, Richie? I'm the East Coast guy. I'm just a city kid. Yeah, yeah, so we're two hours from Winnipeg, so we're just in the Ontario side, um, right on the border, but we're two hours from Winnipeg, straight up from... uh, from Minneapolis and pretty quiet area, but this is where I grew up. So this is where I always come back. It's called Lake of the Woods, Jimmy. It's about the size of Pennsylvania, the lake. It's fucking <laughs> massive. I mean, and, and Richie's boat dock can cover probably the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually playing with you, Richie, when you bought that pad. And I remember at the time you're like, you, you probably just signed your, your ticket in Philly and you're, uh, you, you were showing the boys like, oh, I'm thinking about buying this, this lake cabin on the, uh, you know, on the lake back home. And, and you started showing the boys the pictures and we're like, cabin? That's not a cabin. <laughs> like how, how many boats do you think you could fit on the dock though? I remember the dock being massive. Yeah. So I bought the house my second year and it just had this one little like, strip of floating docks so there wasn't really much there and then the first year i had it the summer we had a huge party and then it ended up everything being inside and we woke up the next morning and it was an absolute like melee everywhere like just it was absolutely a mess so after that summer and a few times where i had to wake up and clean that we ended up building just uh, <laughs> Pretty big pad just for literally strictly for parties. So uh, <laughs> put a hot tub down there. We had a sauna and then there's a couple boat slips, but the boat slips were secondary when uh, when we were thinking about building it. As they always are. Yeah. Rick, how did how did you and Connolly, how did you and Captain Connolly cross paths? Was it in LA obviously? Carcillo. Carcillo. We, we had car bomb on last week. Yeah, so Cons actually showed me how partying in vegas was supposed to be like <laughs> every so, story starts like that with con showing yeah, me how to Captain party cons that's why i'm yeah. telling you yeah exactly so i'm not sure the exact time but i remember the first time that we really hung out was in vegas i don't know if it was 2009 or 2010 the details the are, are are fuzzy but yeah it was oh nine oh ten was he was probably speaking at the awards and you were collecting a, a selkie trophy or something like that <laughs> Yeah, so we partied there for the first time. And yeah, I was with Carcillo and we all went out there after the season one year. And that was like height of entourage too. So cons was a, a little bit of a deal and uh, <laughs> hooked everything up and, and we had a time. Yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, we had Carcillo <laughs> on last week and it was, uh, you know, just you just think back and it's, it's crazy that you were talking 10, 11 years ago, man. Time really yeah. flies. Time really flies. And I think the big trip that everybody's talking about, I think that was, is it possible that that was the Olympic break? It was the year end because I think. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, we went out there and, and we went out not part of the awards, but I think every the awards were going on. So there were so many NHL people everywhere and we were just there mixing it up. And literally everywhere we went was like an NHL player. And they're like, oh, you're here for the awards? And we're like, no. <laughs> no that's, that's me and O'Brien's uh, awards. Yeah, I, yeah, I was the only idiot that actually went to the awards. I was so hungover. I thought I was going to die. My head was splitting open. I was literally yeah. dying. It was yeah. awful. 
I went in for loops or loops up for the Masters and the Comeback Player of the Year, and I bumped in. I walk right in the first hotel, and I bump into fucking Pierre Maguire, and then I bump into Bob McKenzie. I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like, what? Why did I come to this fucking stupid?" I'm not thing? between the benches right now. But it actually turned out, out to be good. It turned out to be a good little weekend. I like Bob, Bob McKenzie. Too. I like both those guys, but when you walk into a hotel in Vegas, you don't want to bump into those two guys. No, no. you do not. No, no. like that's all Especially I was saying. Especially at 4 a.m. Yeah, that's the last thing you want. And it was just like so many GMs, so many like TV personalities, like literally every single person is there. And that's like the last thing you want to see. Yeah. So Richie, how's your golf game? Richie's got to be good at golf, right? Obviously. Yeah. So this year I played a lot more. Uh, usually I come back and, and fish a lot. So this year with the shutdowns, there wasn't really much else to do other than fish and golf. So I've got probably, I don't know, 20, 25 rounds in this year. So it's, it's getting pretty wow. good now. So what are you yeah. shooting? Like, what was your, what, like, what's your handicap or what are you firing what's when you go play? index? Yeah. Uh, it got down to a six this year, but oh. usually hopped right around seven. Okay. Oh, so Richie's right in my ballpark, match, yeah. buddy. We could have a nice little match out there. <laughs> I mean, we'd have to. Oh, yeah. So it's me and Cons versus you and Rich. We'd have to keep like. the, the the betting down, Rich. I didn't make quite as much as you, so I have to, have to put a <laughs> yeah. fucking cap on that. But, but so what? Me and Rich versus you and Cons? Yeah, I think I'm so. a seventeen point six handicap. Uh, you know, next. that's giving Cons too many strokes. Seventeen. He's a gamer. He's gonna find a way to get the ball in the hole. I know it. I do uh, drop the big. Seventeen's a lot. But yeah, we'll play him, right, Rich? We'll play him. <laughs> yeah, we will. Yeah. Actually, last week I heard you guys talking about uh, Jordan's new course in Florida. So we go down to Florida every year to Wellington. So that's like a half hour away. So I got to get uh, the captain there, Cons, to give me an intro to somebody down there so I can join that track. <laughs> well, Clark MacArthur's a member there. Do you know Clarky Richie? Yeah. yeah he plays. Golden. Yeah. So he plays with, uh, so him and Loops still talk a lot. And he's been a member out, out of that club. And there's only, I want to say there's less than 50 there's members. There's like 40 something yeah. members. Which is, and he's uh, got some sort of connection there too. And fucking him and him and MJ played like 10, 10, 20. And I'm not talking 10 bucks, 10 bucks. Yeah. He's talking, <laughs> like, so he's they, talking get, 10 they get the matches going. And that's, I mean, that's all time. 10 units. Yeah. What does 10, 10, 10, 10 20 mean? Like, yeah. 10, 10,000 10, on the front, 10,000 on the back, 20 overalls. But then I'm imagining they're playing two down autos. So anytime yeah, me and UConn's, let's say press me and it. Richie win two holes in a row, another $10,000 game. We won't be playing for 10,000. Starts right then. <laughs> So I imagine it's called Vegas. Yeah. Let's yeah. do down 10 bucks, 10 bucks, start. 20 bucks. No, we do fifties. We do fifties. After that commercial you did last week, we got to play fifties. But <laughs> Richie, what, what, what was that? What was that monstrous fish you did catch? I saw on your Instagram. What was that? Cause that thing was insane. They're all monsters. Yeah. I know. A muskie. It's and a muskie. Okay. Yeah. So I've been. It's a Ken Hitchcock. <laughs> it's, yeah. a fucking, it's a muskrat. It's a no. fucking muskrat. <laughs> I hope the side but when I retired a few years ago, I got big into like fall musky fishing and I've been chasing a uh, 50 inch musky for the last four years. Jesus. And I've got like 48 and a half, I got 149 and 50 is kind of the big number for muskies. And that one was 51. So I was so pumped. Nice. Yeah. Are you swimming yeah. in that lake with those fish in there? I wouldn't even <laughs> yeah. think about stepping foot in that thing. Yeah. So I got, I got buddies that, Literally, you're scared of that. Uh, of I'll be one of them. Yeah, me too. Everybody's like, yeah, you know, they don't really bite. They don't, you know, do anything. But I guess there was somebody a little bit north of here that was just hanging out in the water on the beach, and I guess a big muskie came up and and 
literally ripped apart her ankle because it's a fucking was, sound is a great horror movie i'll put sharks in there the musky yeah hey. cards could sell that story richie he could sell that <laughs> yeah. literally 50 inch like that's got to be pretty close to the size of cons like, <laughs> <laughs> hey yo is it catch and release or do you do you fillet those fuckers no we uh, released that one Usually just walleye will we'll keep and eat those. You get one for the gram, you show, you throw yeah. it up for a couple likes and you throw it right back in the water. That's the way that's to go. Okay. That's pretty much all it's good for a few <laughs> likes on gram. And that thing was it. a fucking monster. Richie, other than Kenora, where's the best place you've gone fishing? Uh, we go down to Florida. So I bring my boat down to Florida every year and we drive down. So it takes a few days, but in terms of bass, we go to Lake Okeechobee, which is like right in the heartland of Florida. And I caught a nine pound bass last year there, which is insane. But that's probably one of the best bass lakes that, I, that I've fished anyways. And then there's water stuff too, or uh, saltwater stuff that we've gone in Dominican. I've gone uh, fishing there, gone fishing, saltwater fishing off the coast of Florida and caught some decent like my mai's there, barracudas. So um, you gotta get a TV so, show. Do, do you, fuck. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. You need your own little TV show. Richie, yeah. do you do you like the deep sea fishing, bro? When you talk about like Costa Rica, are you going deep sea fishing? Like way the fuck out there? In there, we went for marlin the one year. Oh, nice. uh, God, I'm nauseous. Anything, I, I but, can't do that. Um, I'm con same as you, bro. I need to see land. Right. I need to be close to it. I need. 100%, I need a, a need dance party. Literally nauseous talking about it. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. And that, that was the only time that I've gone like deep sea. I, that was enough for me. Like we yeah. sat out all day. We didn't get anything. And like, like you're out there. Like it, if you have any sort of like anxiety like that, it's not the place that you want to be. Yeah. Uh, you literally look around and you see nothing. I remember I went deep sea fishing in Tampa with like Tarnat. No, I went with Trevor Gillies. I was like, fuck it. Right. So we get out there. I throw a big <laughs> lipper in, got the shirt off. I'm like, this is going to be a day. Boys going to have a fucking day. Richie, 15 minutes. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, get me back to fucking shore i got sunburn i was fucking in one richie what's your uh what's the go-to out on the boat like in the morning is it a little coffee and bailey's is it a little stogie a little doobie what, what, what's the uh, what, what do you do there uh just coffee we go out early too like we're 6 a.m wow. 6 a.m.ers yeah yeah it's tough it's right. you can it's still tough do a you know i tee off at 650 with a Coors light i'm not scared i do yeah. coffee and bailey's in the morning ryan gets left coffee and, and my old man my my big you know, Big Scott does that too. Yeah, Cons is Irish, though, so he can have it. I'm not. I'm he not throws Irish. the whiskey in there too. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, Rich, we were we were driving up. Me and Uppy talking. Just we were talking about you a lot, and and your time in Philly. Let's let's start there, Ups. And there was the one story loops and Uppy used to always tell me. Uppy, take it from here. The game seven train ride or something with Holgram, or where they call well, Richie up. T- t- talk just, us through it. Yeah, let's just get this straight. So I I got traded. It was my first ever move from a from a hockey club ever i get traded from nashville to you know to philly big expectations obviously as a i was a first round pick they move forsberg and me and a couple a couple other guys ryan parent and a, and a draft pick I go, go that ryan way. parent too wow you guys have a lot Did in you? common yeah, all right <laughs> they just threw him in i think he's made yeah well he, they, he got thrown he got thrown in <laughs> anyway first guy i get to to meet was richie second guy was carts ended up being two two of my best buddies on the team on a team richie that was tight as can be yeah. similar to probably what you guys had in la from what from what we all know and um you know right from the get-go rich leader played hard fought 
a guy you could follow no matter what. Yeah. And it was unbelievable. So as far as like hockey what was concerned, he was he was the best fucking young leader like we could ever have. And and that's uh, a, t- a testament to all your accolades, Richie, right there. But um, one good thing too is he would stick up for his teammates no matter what. So we were we were in the playoffs and we were in Washington in the first round. I bet you you remember yeah, this tell vividly. The story, but Rich. we had a we had yeah. an incredible card table, hey Rich. Tell the story. <laughs> we had eight guys always at our card table. Hatcher. Jason Smith, Richie, Loops, yeah. Hartnell, teaming in. So, can you can you describe what what happened the night? Uh, you know, we yeah. lose we lose game five. I think I, we were up three one. I think we were two, up three one. Yeah. So we lost the game five in Washington, and we had game six at home. And we had a nice night, I think, set up in Atlantic City. <laughs> so all the boys were all fired up, and I'm assuming this is what you're... This yeah, is exactly, this is exactly what, what, I was what I was looking for, fella. Because, because we felt like we could kick anyone's ass. And it wasn't like we were fucking ready to rock and roll at Atlantic City, but we oh, said, let's fucking win this game, and we can go have some yeah. fun, boys. But, so we so had it set up, and we lose, and we have to go back to Washington. So we're on the... We take a train to Washington only a few hours, and... All of a sudden, I get called up to, to see Homer. So I walk up there, and I have no idea what this is about. Like, I knew we had something set up in Atlantic City, but I wouldn't think that he would know about it. And I sit down and start talking to him, and he finally brings it up. He's like, Rich, and, and Homer's a pretty good guy, too. Best guy. Uh, so he goes, I hear you guys had something lined up tonight in Atlantic City. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know just we had something lined up if we would have won he's like you really think that was a good idea to have lined up um seems like you're putting the cart before the horse a little bit you know like what do i say to that all i said was honestly homer i was really confident we were gonna win (laughs) that's pretty much it we didn't never run away to washington came back to the card table looked around and we're like what was that all about you're like we better win this fucking. <laughs> we better win this fucking game yeah. tomorrow, way, or we're all out of here. The way Luke says it, he goes. Then Rick comes back and goes, "Boys, we gotta win this fucking game seven. We're all out of here. We're all out of here." Uh, yeah, but- you, you can tell he wasn't like he wasn't happy about it, obviously, but you could tell he wasn't mad. Like, what's he gonna say? Like, we literally planned yeah. it out for us to win, so it's. It is what it is, but he he was good about it. We ended up winning. So. All all I know is the as the guys stepped up, I scored my first fucking playoff goal in Game Seven of that series, and Lupul scores the fucking G dub in double overtime. Yeah, was so, that the one where uh, Lupul? Thank wow. you. Oh, that's a play to party type night right there, up dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that was Lupul's like, power play too. I think power play goal in double overtime. I believe. Yeah, Loops I just remember his goal, little rebound, yeah. toss the gloves off. Fucking, I love watching that highlight because I I come in Buck Diddy's j- jump over Jimmy Dowd, almost take out fucking short Jimmy short pants. It was it was <laughs> yeah, going to be a good social. Clip. I'm pretty sure he had a broken stick too. I don't know if that goal should have counted, but oh, we might have to go back and look at it here. Yeah, his stick was like broken in half. I remember him like whipping it up in the air after, and it just being in like two pieces. I was like, what the hey. hell are you doing? Hey, Rich, do you remember the time you always knew I wanted to be on the Flyers? I think the one night at the Roxy, I was talking to you about fucking trying to get me on the squad. But anyway, <laughs> I come into Tampa. Uppy's the only one playing. You're hurt. Loops is hurt. Do you remember this night where we went out till about fucking six in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> I got back to the hotel at fucking 7.15. I ain't lying. Still in my suit. I'm like, get in there. Bus is at like 9.30. 
I go out and play like 27 minutes, whatever, 24, too much for me. And I fucking felt pretty good. It was only my second year, Rich, but I just remember Loops texting me after the game. He's like, fuck me and Rick thought you had a good game out there. Oh, so I got to go home at seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the best nights. As long as you can put it together, and then you're just done for the rest of the week. Oh, that, I think we played in Carolina the next two nights later, Rich. I couldn't even fucking skate, bro. Richie, yeah. do you remember this? So that year, we, we all got hurt. I had a fucked up hand. Loops broke his hand. I think you had abdominal surgery, maybe. And yeah. Hatcher was out too. He had a he was going bone on bone on his knees. Remember, he was getting like he was getting a hundred yeah. cc's of fucking pus taken out of his knees Jesus. like before games. Oh. He's a beast. Yeah, I love sure. Hatch. Not only because he would bring magnums of wine on the on the train, like so we could pass yeah. it around the card table, but um, he took us out drinking. You remember he showed up in in. Uh, like Rittenhouse Square at the Irish pub to watch the guys play. They had a road game, right? And we were all injured. Yeah. He's like, hey, you guys are meeting me downtown. So he shows up in his blue Hummer. Yeah. <laughs> he had a fucking sick big Hummer. And we all meet him for beers. <laughs> and he could fucking pound beer. So we tried well, to go yeah. beer for beer with him. With Darren Hatcher? And I remember, I remember fucking <laughs> seeing him going like, He's leaving the bar and me, Richie and Loops are like out on the, I think we're out laying on the lawn, like in the Rittenhouse Square. We're so fucked up, yeah. hammered. And Hatch was just like, Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, holy shit, the guy's an animal. The guy's a veteran. Yeah. Yeah. We're literally trying to walk around Rittenhouse Square, just like trying to find our way home. And meanwhile, we're just doing laps. <laughs> Rich, I don't know if you remember this. It was the one night um, where... It was, you got, you were on the Flyers and the Flyers are playing the Kings and it was New Year's Eve, right? So we were, however it worked out, we're going out, right? Yeah, so of course. And Lupo was hurt. So it was me, no. Richie, Lupo, Carcillo, oh, man. What a Carter. Cool. We go, we're at Teddy's, right? And then somebody says something to me like, yo, they're opening this new place downstairs. Remember this, Rich? Yeah. Um, and I'm like, what is it? Like, oh, it's Beecher's Madhouse. It's like, oh, okay. Ooh. Well, so we go through these tunnels. We like walk, and there's a bookcase that opens up, and we walk in, and it was the opening night ever of Beecher's Madhouse. And it's yeah. Oompa Loompas. I mean, it was fucking bananas. <laughs> They're like, what is this? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I've seen it for the first time. It was pretty wild. We had a we had a great time. But my story, and I always tell people this, and Carcillo and I talked about this the other day. You know, we go back, and I don't know, it's probably 1230, 1245, and we're all now back at Teddy's, and the rest of the team is there, and everybody's just kind of hanging out. And all of a sudden, Richie, for no rhyme or reason, he stands up, doesn't say anything, and he walks starts heading towards the door and the entire team gets up and follows him out the door. And the last three guys sitting there, me, Lupo, and Carcillo, <laughs> Carcillo's like, fuck. All right, boys, I gotta go. <laughs> He's like, you know, when the captain leaves and, and then Carcillo was like, yeah, no, that wasn't a cur That's just when he wanted to go home. Yeah. And when he goes home, we all go home. And that's it. I was like, fuck man. He didn't say a word. You just got up and you walked out and, uh, Everybody, everybody followed you out the door, and that's uh, that's the captain right there. It was nice. Yeah, Beecher's Madhouse. So we went there that night when I got traded to LA. You and PJ took me out. We ended up there at the end of the night. Yeah, we did. I was you like, welcome, like, welcome, welcome to LA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, welcome me to LA. So we went there. Then after we won the oh, yeah. first night. Out after that, we ended up there. So literally, I've been there three times, and all three times have been with you. <laughs> Big things like first night in LA with the Flyers, went there, got traded to LA. 
first night out went there after yeah. we won the first cup went there like it's literally you know, and, I mean I have the pictures every once in a while when it pops up I'll send it to you and Carcello I don't know that it's appropriate for a social clip because we look like yeah. crazy people in there with the Oompa Loompas so that's it was not the night we won we went back to Hermosa Beach but that first night after we won um, the Roosevelt Hotel gave us the suite there so we went there for the night Oh, went yeah. to the ball game and then went there after. But like you said, some of those pictures that were taken probably weren't ideal. Well, thank and, God they were Blackberry photos because if they were there. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess Gary Bettman called Dean after and said, like, listen, like this can't happen anymore. Like, luckily, the pictures that you're, there wasn't a ton of them that got out or anything, but there definitely were some. And we got really got the old Heisman that we weren't allowed to go back there um, with the cup after, after that night. Oh, really? Hey, hey, Richie, do you remember wow. there being a, a wow. curfew for the cup? Is that, what, what's, what do you I remember about we just that? found out why there is a little part of that. Yeah, because we should have known you were the reason there's a curfew <laughs> on the mug. Yeah, when we got the cup for the day in the summer, I was actually lucky both times because I live in the middle of nowhere. I got it for, uh, Two, two nights, three days the first time, and then two nights, two days the second time. And the guys are usually pretty good. The first time I went out, I ended up having like the after party at my house on the dock. And it was like 1.30, 2 o'clock. And finally the guy was like, hey, Richie, like I got to go. Um, <laughs> Richie, uh, I take the six. <laughs> yeah, and actually, at that point, I was like relieved because yeah. you're so stressed with so many people around. You don't want this thing being chucked in the lake. Yeah, and it doesn't float. Yeah, I heard your conversation about that a few weeks ago about if it floats, and I took it out on the paddleboard one day, and they made me put a life jacket on the cup because apparently it sinks, and I guess the story is Mario had it at his house um, in his pool, and it sunk to the bottom, and it took, I mean, it's 40 pounds as it is, but trying to get out of the pool filled with water, I guess, was a huge nightmare, so now any time it's around water, it's got to have either be in the boat or a life jacket on I think they got to figure out a way to make that thing float. Can't they put those rubber Fuck rims? You would, float? Think, you would think they do something for the boys. I would have bet yeah, any amount of money that it floated. Drill a couple hey, holes in it. Yeah, no, actually, no. Then it'll, yeah. <laughs> hey, Rich, you know, like aerosol uh, life jackets where if it gets like a little bit of wet, it like, can inflate inside. Yeah, you would think something like that. But Do you remember the time in Vancouver? We played you guys, and then after the game, you and Lupo were waiting for me. And I was yeah. literally in the Vancouver fucking weight room riding the bike and Lupo and Richards are knocking on the door. They're like poking their head. They're like, oh, <laughs> let's fucking go here. Hey, let's give it go. I'm like, boys, give me, take, give me 10 minutes. Give me 10 minutes. I remember the next day, the fucking, all the boys were like, I can't believe that happened. I'm like, well, what would you think they would have found out if they knew the whole flyer squad? Yeah, that, that, was gonna say, that was a good party. You had us all over yeah. at your pad after that. We yeah, all were that, acquainted. That was the year we had like the most epic trip out through Western Canada. We went Edmonton and then we had a few days in Calgary. Then we went up to like Whistler for five days and they rented us these like huge chalets. At the Four Seasons we stayed. Yeah, That's like the first like the place I've ever been. Up into the mountains, like five, six bedroom, literally mansions. And then we ended up off pretty much 
at the Roxy for <laughs> and then played Vancouver. And I just remember that flight home after that trip. Um, there was not one person awake. It was literally like a two-week bender through what <laughs> there was no cards being played that day. <laughs> I no. love hey, the feeling of of those plane rides home is just like fuck boys, I left it all on the table. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I don't have a scent of fucking energy left to even flip over a card right now. I am done. I am for the first time ever. I do not want to gamble with you, fucking yeah, guys. I don't want to drink. Just yeah. leave me alone. Just yeah, we must have went on like a ten game losing streak. When we got that was like a full year of being wore down in one like two week trip. Every time we went out the van, actually, it was just an absolute riot. There were still guys on your squad at my house when I woke up for practice. Yeah, like, all right, you guys I, won't mention, I won't mention the names. My spare room was occupied, which was understandable. And then I come out and there's three or four of the flyers. I'm like, how you doing, boys? Yeah. I'm like, I got to go to practice. Lock the door behind me here for fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, also, too, the, the funny thing, I, you know, I remember, Richie, when you got traded to uh, L.A. from the flyers, you, you'd text me. You're like, I just got traded to L.A. Now, now there was this, this thing, I think now, well, everybody knows what a great place to play, right? It's a great place to play. It's beautiful. You, you're on the beach. Yeah, you know, so. it's like a, it's a, it's a real thing. And and it's no disrespect to guys that were there, but when Richie got, you know, those guys were the first guys that made sort of since Gretzky. It had been 20 years. These guys made the Kings cool. And when Richie got there, everything changed that year. It was different. There was something different yeah. about it. Yeah, we had a good squad. We uh, it was similar a lot similar to what it was in Philly when, when you were there up and when loops is there is it was just a bunch of like younger guys kind of early mid twenties and we'd go out together and have fun together. But on the ice, it, like we just had a really good team. We kind of struggled a little bit that first year, but it was similar to that year that we went to the finals in Philly where we kind of struggled up and down. And then any time that we needed to win a game, like, we just yeah. knew that they were going to show up between like Kopi, Hartz got there halfway through the year, myself, through Dowdy, Stoli, like, Stoli, like Quickie was yeah, yeah, a pretty good goalie. I think yeah. he's the best. It, one, if if you get one Richie game, did. one time, Richardson. game seven, you got to have one guy to win a game. I'm I'm calling on Johnny Quick in his prime to win a game yeah, seven any day of the week. Playoff stretch is by far the best goaltending I've seen in person even like anytime i watch hockey how good he was that whatever 18 games that we played or 20 games in the playoffs he was absolutely insane unreal yeah but yeah richie cons did say this the other day uh we were here the other week saying that we we're gonna get you on and we we're all excited we we're shooting the shit and he he's he was like single-handedly Mike Richards came to the LA Kings and changed the way they played and the way they acted. Like it was like a game changer. And that's, that's what I say about you. when I, when I had you as a captain, it was just like fucking, you, you knew that you could gather these guys to go out and win a fucking game, no matter when it was. Also and then the, in the, playoffs, the season ticket prices went through the fucking roof, 40 grand for two glass seats when Richie and Carter showed up. And then they got to get the squeegee. You got to get the squeegees out at the Staples Center. The fucking seats. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Soup night. <laughs> no, nah, man, it was a fun team to watch, man. It really was. Well, you could just tell how. And same with your team in Philly, Rich. Your teams in Philly, when you played against the Kings, and I obviously I knew a lot of the boys, so but you could tell how close you guys were. You could tell that when you went out there to snap it around, that it truly fucking mattered to you guys, and that's what 
I think, took you guys to the next level. My first year, we started over in Europe. I think we played in Germany and Stockholm. So we actually had like seven days in Stockholm before the season started, which was insane. Just get some European kills out of the way quick. (laughs) Hey, boys, there's a couple Swedes here under my belt to start the season off. Yeah, Stockholm was one of the best cities in the world. We had seven days there just to get kind of acquainted with the new team. and. We were all, like I said before, low twenties, mid twenties, and we had ourselves a time. And <laughs> it was awesome, and, and it was a, kind of what you guys were saying of just being like a close knit group of guys that just loved hanging out together, played hard. We obviously ended up winning that year, but any time that we needed a big game, we went on some. I think we had like eight game losing streak at one point throughout the year, but anytime we needed to win, like we just knew that we had guys that were big game players and that we would win that hockey game. I just remember when you guys went in the one year, you were the eight seed, right? Playing the Canucks in the first round. And yeah. you just fucking flat and burn. I was like, this series is over right now. Yep. And you guys yeah. ended up sweeping them, didn't you? Or beat them in five or something? We beat them in five. We did that. So we did five against Van. We swept St. Louis. Yeah. Which was like by far the hardest I think series. Yeah. yeah, it was an hour good that year. Yeah, they were they supposed were to really win good. that year. And they had like Oshi, Bacchus, who's a big guy. Reeves was there. They got Jack Miller in net, right? They, yeah, they like brought they in Miller. Had, yeah. They had an absolute beast of a team too, and it was so physical. Um, but a fun playoff series to have. We swept them, but it was not even close to being in life. How did you bunch of beauties handle having six days off or a week <laughs> off in between every series? How did you, because honestly, Richie, it's, it's something you got to like stay focused, especially in Manhattan beach. Yeah. How'd you boys deal with that? It's tough. I think. Yeah. So the next time we won in 2014, we actually did what a lot of teams were close to doing to us. When you just like one game seven, you're on such a high that you just roll that into game one. And we had so much time in between series every time that first run, if Quickie wasn't so good, we would have lost pretty much every game one because we got steamrolled for the most part. And Quickie just would make like 40 saves and have a shutout in game one. And we'd win like one or two, nothing. So it's tough when you have that much time in between series. Like if you don't kind of be careful, that series can get away from you pretty quickly. And if we didn't have quickie, like we would have lost every game one because we were just getting the crap beat out of us for the most part until we found our legs. And then once we did that, we had success, but it's, it's not easy doing that. I think everybody always says like, it's, you know, they're rested coming in, but I would way rather be the team that just finished, you know, game six or game seven and then two days off and you start yeah. the next series. I, I agree. We swept St. Louis at Vancouver my first year. We had 10 days. 10 Jeez, days, yeah, Rich. That's a tough 10 days. And that was a fucking tough 10 days. And then, Rich, we came up for game one against the Hawks and they ran us out of the fucking barn. I'm like, well, oh, yeah. this is going to be a short series. But then we got our legs. But like you said, like, if you lose one game one and game two, you know, you're like, fuck, you're in one. Yeah, yeah. you're in one. So especially like if you lose game one or game two at home, and I always like starting on the road um, just because there's no pressure. You can kind of go out there and do whatever. But if you lose game one on home ice, like game two all of a sudden becomes like you have to win. You can't lose games at home. Yeah, the boys are squeezing the sticks a bit. (laughs) It's a little bit. But we, being the eighth seed, we had every game in our first year was on the road. So we just went in there and 
It's like, whatever, we win, we win. If we lose, like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Broadway, go ahead, fella. Yeah, no, speaking that you've been on, like, the side of sweeping teams. Then you were playing in Philly. You guys are playing against Boston, and you guys are down. Is it 3 nothing or 3-1? to one? And then yeah. you have that huge hit on Krejci that changed the entire series of it. But what's the mindset when you're on the other end of it? How do you want to get back into it? Are you just trying to do the cliche, take it a game at a time, or are you guys yeah. believing it? Because, like, in the NBA – if the team's down 3-0, I'm betting the team that's up 3-0 every time. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with, like, how the series is going. Like, when we played Boston, and similar thing when we came back in L.A. against San Jose, is, like, even though we were down 3 nothing, like, we thought we were pretty much right there. Like, it's different when you're down 3 nothing, you're just getting the crowd kicked out of you, and you have no chance. But... The one game in Boston, I think, was an overtime. The other one was like a goal. I think they scored. I think game three, they scored one with like a minute left. So they were all tight games. And I mean, it is a cliche, but when you're in games like that and one goal games or games that are just like, you know, a fluky bounce here and a fluky bounce there, it's pretty easy to get up for it. So in both of those series, we were, we knew that we had we're literally one bounce away from, from being either up in the series or down two one instead of three, nothing. Yeah. Richie, are you, uh, are you still sending Christmas cards out to the, to the media in Philadelphia or what? <laughs> no, I've talked to really any of them for a long time. Even when I went back when I was in LA, it would be like just a short little, for sure. So, conversation. Bill Belichick so, interview. Yeah, Richie, Oppie was talking about it. What ha- I didn't know this. So what happened near the end here in Philly? They, they, they were, you, you thought they were betraying you the wrong way and you kind of said, fuck, you guys had enough with it? Is that what went down? So I talked to the media every single day when I was in Philly. Like when you're the captain, you, you talk every single day, um, which some days just gets annoying. But um, the one year I went, I think it was like, two weeks or 10 days where I just didn't even talk to him. I would give him one word answers. And it was, we were on like a 10 game winning streak and they all decided to write a story about how we go out too much. And it was just like the worst time for a story like that. Like we're in the midst of a 10 game winning streak and you're just going to write a shitty article like this just for the sake of doing it. So I got wind of it and I told them, um, if they end up writing the story, like you're just not going to get any quotes from me. So I had to talk to him or I would get fined. So I literally just went in there and every question they asked was either a yes or no. <laughs> that went on for about 10 days. And then I ended up hitting that booth where we played Florida the one year. And after that, I kind of had to talk to him, but yeah, we had a, a rocky, I guess, relationship, but there was some good ones in there. I think that Frank Cerevelli, who I think is a TSN guy now, um, but he always, I always had a good conversation with him, but there's a few of them that literally would just write articles for no reason, or they would ask questions where it wouldn't even be a question. They would just like make a statement like, you guys lost tonight. Uh, I noticed that you didn't play very well. And then just like, fresh tips. Yeah. There's a question in there. So it just like some of the questions just annoyed me and it just, 
I, I got I got major beef with them too when they fucking put that article out about, 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 the porn me, star? about me and the porn star. Yeah, I wasn't was too happy about I that. I text up you. I'm like, Are you okay, I mean, it boy? wasn't not true, but it was more <laughs> just the fact that they're like, "Hey, can we get a comment? We're going to air this." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? Why?" Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there was just stories, a lot of stories like that, where it was just like, really, like, like, come on, here, have have a touch. How could you expect yeah. me to comment on that? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to say here? Like, yeah, it was it was five years ago. I'm in Florida. Can I not just like <laughs> sail off in peace here in Miami? Come on. I still yeah. I still think it was legendary. I still think it was legendary. Obi texted me that day. He's like, "Up dog." I read the article, bro. He's like, "Yeah, uh, how you feeling?" And then so I'm like, "How am I feeling?" And then and then a quick text comes. I don't know about you, bro, but that's legendary <laughs> shit, bro. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I actually wrote the piece. It's uh, yeah. you know, it was a it was a pump up thing. You know, I'm new to journalism, but I, I like that article. I, I, yeah. <laughs> pen pen to paper. And, this uh, new thing called Twitter. Yeah, it's actually around everywhere now. It's I it's, yeah. no, it's no pulling that article back. If I tried. All, hey, hey, Richie. So what? We've been trying to get Penner on the pod. He's ghosting us. Fucking right? Penner's ghosting Penner me hard. Won't, Penner won't oh, come yeah. on the pod. He's he's ducking. He's ducking Obi. What? What was it like when Penner came on? I mean, the guy obviously scored a couple big goals. Only guy ever to win a cup with the Ducks and the Kings. He, you know, he he wasn't one in uh, physical fitness, but he scored the big goal. <laughs> what was it like playing with Penner? Yeah, uh, Pens is probably thinks it's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. On the podcast, but um, he was good. He, he played well that first year that we won in 2012. He was awesome. I mean, he's just such a beast on the ice. Like when he is playing well, it is, he's actually similar to Kopi. Like Kopi is like just a huge, thick body on the ice that you can't move. And that's what Penns is like when um, when he would get going, he was just a, a man amongst boys because he could you couldn't move him. He actually was a like a good skater, like he was fast. He he can get by you, but he just didn't have that like that mean bone in his body where he could just like kind of destroy people if he wanted to. And I don't think Daryl liked him too much, and yeah. he could do a newport. When, uh, after that first year, I think he moved back to Newport. So he would like, you know, be showing up like literally like a minute before. Like, uh, yeah, that's, that's a tough drive. Yeah. Listen, what, what? And, well, the traffic too, yeah, like stupid. no predictability of how long it's going to take. So he would show up like five minutes early or five minutes late. Sometimes like we'd have a meeting at 10. He'd <laughs> be like traffic, bro. What do you want me to do? I, I, fucking, know, I don't control the traffic. I, it's the five. It's the fucking uh, Daryl, what do you want me to do? It's fucking clogged up. can't win. Yeah, um, White traffic, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> but was he a guy? Is, is Penner fired up in the in the dressing room before a game, or is he just kind of like listening to his music and like reading conspiracy articles? Yeah, no, he wasn't overly fired up. He did the music, so it was a lot of like techno. Uh, yeah, like BJ pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he uh, he wasn't overly fired up, but he would get going a little bit. Like he would. If something happened, yeah, cool. He's a pretty calm guy, though. Like I remember Richie when I I was in my second year pro, and we signed this Dustin Penner from the University of Maine, and this kid walks through the fucking door, 
And he's 6'4", 240. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And he gets out there, and I'm not, this is not, it's a bit, bit of a stretch, but not much. He couldn't cross he couldn't over. Skate. He couldn't no, he skate. couldn't cross over. I used to play you guys 10 times Could a year not year. fucking cross skate. over. And I'm like, to Loops and the boys in the locker room, I'm like, if this guy can figure it out. He's, and Dan Balsma worked with him every fucking day. And come playoff Let's time, he finally figured it out. And then he'd get that big, house, big ass out, Rich, and there was yeah. no getting the puck from him. Yeah. He was a, he was like a nightmare to play against because, like you said, he would just get his big ass out in front of the net, and you literally couldn't out-muscle him. Like, he was so just, like, man strength where he, he would just, like, push you off, kind of like buff, like Bufflin, too, a bit, where he was yeah. just so big, and he was just, like, just out-man, like, out-muscle you. Two, two guys early, Buff and Pens, who got cups real early in their career, and it just fucking catapulted yeah. their, you know, their confidence yeah. and and their bank accounts. Well, fuck Buff right, right. Yeah. Buff one as a forward. <laughs> hey, hey, Rich, I, I want I got one more question for you, buddy, before we let you go, and I appreciate you joining us. We had Prongs on uh, a couple weeks ago, and we brought up the we brought up the Dry Island thing, and and Prongs actually said, looking back, the way they handled it, um, they didn't handle it the right way. He wishes they would have done it differently. Um, just real quick, touch on it, like. Not that you like how well it was for you. What were you thinking when you went through it? And just from your perspective, because he does agree that it wasn't handled the right way. Yeah. So my opinion on it, I think it's a very like junior hockey thing to, to kind of ask of people. I, I don't think it was handled the right way. Cause one, you have no way of like governing what people do on their own time. And two, like these are, you know, 20 to 40 year old men. So how do you tell somebody that they can have a beer if they want one or a um, glass of wine at the hotel after a game oh, exactly. yeah. Dinner, exactly. stuff like that. So I, I think it was just poorly. Uh, I'm not even sure what wording you would use, but to have somebody lie to their teammates about just like pressuring them into going up. So what I'll give you a quick rundown of, of what it was first. So we were just in a meeting and he kind of ran through, of, if you go out for beers, it's not going to help the team in the, in the last month and a half to this end of the season. So I'm going to put my name up here. We'll call a dry Island and whoever's on the board is not going to have any alcohol to the end of the year. So they kind of pressured everybody to do it. And they said, you know, you don't have to do it right now, but in the next couple of days, throw your number up there. And it got to a point where there was like, you know, seven, eight, got eight guys up there. And the young guys did it because we kind of just said, like, you kind of have to. And then there was a few older guys. Um, but there was a huge chunk of people that weren't on there. There's probably like eight to ten of us that weren't on there. Um, but obviously Cartsy and I got like, you know, we're the, the bigger names that weren't up there. And there were some older guys like Kimo Tiemann Hartnell. There's know, no way Hartsy put his yeah. name. Hartsy didn't put his name on there. He probably had beers under his stall. He was probably like, he was probably drinking under his stall. There were like eight of us that weren't up there. And there was a few times where like we'd play like Saturday and then not again until Tuesday. So there's no point. Green light. Like, green yeah, light. Green light. That's a fucking That's green, a light. green light. Oh, Uppy, you got exactly. that circled on the calendar for sure. <laughs> that was my job. So, no in us lying to everybody by just throwing our name up there when everyone knew that you were going to go out for a few, few pops that, you know, a few of the nights. So we didn't end up doing it. And then it just got blown out of proportion and it just made us look bad because somehow 
word got out to the media that that's what happened. And obviously we were the only ones that didn't put our name on the board, which wasn't true either, but it was just a, a junior hockey thing to ask growing men and professionals to do. And I think it just got blown out of proportion. That wouldn't have gone well if they tried to tell that to the entourage guys, like, listen, fellas, Uh, got the Globes coming up. We're going to need you guys to... uh... (laughs) Tighten it up, Carly, a little bit. The Golden Globes are around the corner. That is literally what it is. Like, imagine somebody would do that if they went to the cast of Entourage. And you're the number one show right now. Yeah, right? You're just buzzing 10 straight episodes of just number one hits. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. That would piss you off. And and that was Laviolette, right? Was that Lavi? Lavi, yeah. Listen, I will so, bet any amount of money if Laviolette, if he were sitting there with his friends or whatever it is, he, he regrets up. that well, more yeah. than anything because you almost, and, and he's whatever, one thing, whatever. There's no way, like, you kind of identify him with that to a certain extent, right? Yeah, like, for sure. And, and Prongs yeah. mentioned that the reason he wanted to do it too, he was like, I guess he told some of the older guys, like Prongs or whoever, he's like, fuck, I'd like to lose some weight too, so maybe I'll do this dry island. Like, that's not the fucking reason to make the boys not drink because you want to shed a few, Lavi. Like, yeah. when yeah. Prongs told me that, I was well, like, that's fucked up. Yeah, and then you put the pressure on people to do it, but then you're really just lying to your teammates because there was one of those green lights on a Saturday night where there was literally like, <laughs> 15, 18 of the guys out at the bar, and we're just like, Oh, I thought you were on the island. <laughs> yeah, 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 I thought you signed. So, oh, guys yeah. signed up. And we're like, Well, yeah, of course I signed up. I had to, but I'm not fucking doing yeah. that, right? So, oh, that's even could, more Bush League move. Yeah, Rich, exactly. It's Rich, just, yeah. it just got to a point where it's like, Why do this, really? And you're more splitting up the yeah. team than like bringing them together. More, more or less than anything at that point in the season, which was like kind of bush league junior hockey more so than anything. Richie, uh, lastly, I just wanted to ask you, because I remember mine vividly, but do you remember, um, and, and maybe you were there with carts, but do you remember your first game back to Philly after you guys had won um, getting yeah. traded there? And how, how was that? I know it was a fucking standing ovation, but what, how was it? At first it was, and then every time I touched the puck was food. <laughs> I still don't really even get that. Like in between an icing. So it wasn't even a like commercial, you know, the commercials, they give you like the quick like video sure, um, yeah. and then standing ovation. It was literally like in between like an icing. So you have like 15 seconds. It's like, welcome back, Mike Richards. And <laughs> That's all they gave you. Yeah. And then the puck dropped and it was over. Um, but then every time I touched the puck, I got booed. <laughs> and then I was thinking about it after. I'm like, why am I getting booed? One, I never asked for a trade. <laughs> Two, I never wanted to be traded. And I just got dealt. And now I'm like the bad guy coming back here, which I never really understand. Stood, but uh, some people in Philly are fucked up like flowers. <laughs> yeah. Some people just they're they're just a little odd. I get it if say like I wanted more money or I like you know weaseled my way out by like being like to and doing you know stuff that hurt the team, but. For a guy who was like shocked that I got traded, for a guy who never wanted to be traded, to get traded and then come back and it was like I was the bad guy. I was like, nah, eh, whatever. I mean, it worked out. I had no complaints, but it was yeah. just fun what That's happened. Why I, 
That's why we, we offer these platforms for our guys to come on and tell the real fucking <laughs> yeah. story. Real shit. Broadway, yeah. fin- finish us off. What do you got for Richie? Last one for him. Oh, I just wanted to know, uh, you won the Olympics in Vancouver. I wanted to know how that night was out there with all those guys on that team. I'm still convinced that shit was fucking fixed. Crosby scoring the OT winner. And I'm sitting in my Boston College dorm room for the U.S. But what type of night was that with all those beauties? Yeah, well, Obi wasn't even there, but we ended up back at his house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I left. Was, I left Rich the key. I said, "Hey, enjoy, fella, enjoy." Yeah, um, but that was awesome. That city was absolutely insane. We all had you couldn't like because I had all my family there. You couldn't like bring people into the village, so we all had hotel rooms outside the village so we can go hang with our family somewhere to go but we went out had an absolute party like that city was absolutely insane after we went we stopped in at the roxy but the roxy was like <laughs> it's too absolute, much probably right yeah it was a nightmare yeah, yeah, yeah. and not even like because we won but just like the sheer amount of people was insane yeah um I forget what bar we were at. You probably, anyway. went to, you probably went to Republic, didn't you? Yeah, I think that's what yeah, it was. I think I had just to dial. I think that's where you're dialed the in at Republic. Yeah, yeah, Wait I a second. Think... So, Obi, you hosted the after party no, no, so for the Rich, Olympics. So, so, Richie, uh, so Richie hits me up before the gold medal game, and he yeah. says, hey, I said, good luck. When he said, good luck, I said, if he said, if we win, you know, I go, listen, my condo's there, whatever, do your thing, good luck. So they ended up winning the gold medal, and him and PJ used my condo, and he went out with, with maybe Peter Gurgis and went to Republic, but... Yeah, we went, we had all my family, um, my brothers were there, and then obviously all the boys, and partied all night. We had a flight to Tampa the next morning at 8 o'clock, and I just remember getting back to <laughs> the hotel, just about to go to sleep, and Nasty's calling me, Derek Settlemeyer from Philly, who is our, <laughs> the trainer for the Olympic team, but our trainer in Philly. And all the flaggers were getting the private bird over to Tampa. And I remember just about laying down in bed and my phone's just ringing off the hook and I answer it. I'm like, why? What's going on, Nasty? He's like, man, you got to get here. I'm like, why? Where are you? He's like, we're at the village. We're leaving. I'm like, leaving where? He's like, we're going to Tampa. The flight's in literally a half hour. (laughs) Then I had to rush back from the hotel to the village, pack up all my stuff, ended up being late for the plane. And there's like prongs, his kids, chemo, pretty much everyone with the flyers. And I guess Nasty told me, I got on the flight, literally sat down and prongs kids were like jumping all over me the whole flight i didn't even budge I woke up <laughs> in tampa so it was a pretty good time all right in closing yeah. last thing yeah. talked a little bit that you've been playing hockey upshaw and broadway and o'brien have challenged the spitting chicklets guys do you join the team do you come out of retirement to play with these guys for that game. Chip for charity. Yeah. We're putting a squad together, Richie. We'd you're, love to know, have you, Richie. Yeah. We'd love to have you. Right. Captain, yeah. no questions yeah, asked. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Yeah, I could come back. I'll play with the boys. I'll be... We're thinking Vegas. We're thinking Vegas. We're thinking Vegas, maybe. Nevada's still open. 
We're going to do it in Vegas. It's a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea? Well, we got to find a place with a ring. I mean, it, well, yeah. it's an all fair conversation. Vegas but it'd be a great charity event. We know a guy. Great charity event. Well, we're going to think for after the game's over here, too, Captain Cons. Richie ain't flying in to go home after the game. I'll tell you that. I'm playing a like swift current here where we're just going. We got a guy on the ground there, too. Listen, if we can get a decent goaltender. It can be over right here with who we got on. That's a big signing for the Mission Curfew Hockey Club. Maybe we'll put Mac L through training camp. We got to get him out the sauce. We got to get get Mac L on Dry Island. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Richie, man, uh, you're welcome anytime. Once hockey gets going and things get back to normal, uh, we appreciate it. Richie, can you can you chirp flowers and tell me what you said at the start about the Stanley Cup? About him touching the cup more than I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Thank you. I was with Cons and uh, when I listened to that, Cons had to walk out. I was, I was I, cringing. I really, I literally, <laughs> it's the only walkout. It's the only walkout in Action Park history, and it was me. I walked out. Yeah. I, I got in the car. And these guys thought I was kidding. The owner they were like, left. where are you? I'm like, I'm home. I'm at home. Awesome, Richie. Well, thank you, brother. Thank you, buddy. You're a legend, man. Yeah, we thanks appreciate for coming it. on. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. See you, pal. Up dog, Mike Richards. Big signing cons to the Mr. Curfew team. Our first signing. The team is dangerous, and he's playing two days a week. Twice a week. He's going to be our go-to guy. Hey, so quick story. I I heard you call him Richie Rick right at the beginning. You know why? So so he comes to L.A., and there's two Richies. Brad Richardson. So he goes, I'll be Rick. And you know why he was Rick? (laughs) Why? Me and Hartnell used to each have a buck hunter machine in our pads. Like we were fucking young and we're just like, like hunter, (laughs) you know, hunter hero. And you could only put three fucking letters in for your name. So I was U-P-Y. Loops was L-U-P. And then Richie was R-I-C. So we just kept calling him Rick. It was like hilarious. But so it was a pleasure. He's a fucking champion. Um I love the guy. Uh, happy to see he's doing well doing up in great. Kenora and doing fucking great. A. He's, that might he's a scare the Chicklets guys, knowing that he's he's our starting first line center. We're signing guys, so this is great. <laughs> Broadway, what'd you think of Rich? Or Rick? Man, he is a guy that I would have loved to play for. Just you can tell just the way he cares about his teammates, and he's a winner. Another Stanley Cup champion on this podcast. Another one. Just all, all in all, he just, he just like a tons of swag to him. Just like a nice, calm, cool, collected guy. Yeah. On, he seems happy and, too, doesn't he? So on happy. and off ice. Yeah, and Hall that's and that's what Carbomb said last week about him. Just his his presence he had, and you can still see it today. Yeah, so he's happy catching monster fish. Yeah, he's a seven handicap con, so he's he's working on his game too, just like you. Yeah. Well. Anyways, boys, uh, like always, thank you, Uppy Cons, Jimmy Scoops. Until next week, thanks for listening. Understand we be wide kiki, shipping DP to the TV, look greedy. Uh-huh. Little kids see me way out in DC with a Z3 chrome BBs. They want to be me. Niggas talking shit, they ought to quit. Unfortunate, they don't see a fourth what I get.